Chirpcast, encouragement with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. So today I came up with a little riddle for you, and I want to see if you can figure it out. Not that I would actually know, but play along. So there is something that we all have. We have this at restaurants, at our jobs, in all of our relationships, with appliances, and electronics. Can you guess what it is that we have? Expectations. We all have expectations, right? In all of our relationships. When we go to restaurants, we have expectations about the food, about how we're going to be treated as a customer. With our jobs, we have expectations about how our boss is going to treat us and specifically how we will be compensated for the job that we do. The actual definition of expectation is a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. Let me tell you a small story about an expectation that I had. I love to shop on Amazon, guilty as charged. I bought a small, I guess it was kind of a nightlight. It was one of those small round nightlights with the paper shade on it. It ran off batteries. It would kind of spin around whenever you turned it on and it would put stars all over the walls. I thought this was super cute. And so I bought it for our daughter. I waited and then it arrived. I opened the box. Of course, I'm like immediately wanting to put batteries in it to make sure that everything works well. And so I put the batteries in and I turned it on. Literally 30 seconds, it started smoking. Okay, I am not a nightlight engineer, but I can tell you I'm pretty sure that's not how it was supposed to work. (laughs) So, of course, I took it apart. I start looking at it. And the insides are now fried because for whatever reason, it was malfunctioning. My expectations went from, I can't wait to show this to my daughter. She's going to love it. And she's going to really like it in her room to stupid piece of junk. And I threw it in the trash. The expectations that I had that the product I purchased would work were shot. How often is this the story of our lives? I mean, not that every expectation we have is going to come true because there are plenty of expectations. When my husband and I got married, I was 18, he was 19, and I had an expectation about maybe the way we were going to live or the income that we were going to have. And let's just say my expectations had to be kicked down a few notches because I was working part-time as a preschool teacher, and he was working on the family farm. So my expectations didn't exactly match reality, so that was my fault, (laughs) my bad. But are expectations a bad thing? I don't think so. I feel like if we never have expectations for anything, then we don't aspire to do or be better than what we have or what we can do. However, When we put expectations on other people, that's usually when we get in really big trouble. Recently, my husband and I had a conversation where I expected him to do something for me, and I barely mentioned it, and I was really vague about it, and when what I expected didn't happen, I kind of pouted for a while, and he was like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) So I said, well, I expected you to dot, 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 and he said, oh, well, I didn't know that that was what I was supposed to be doing. So it was my expectation that brought down my own attitude, my own feelings of, I can't believe he didn't do that. Well, he didn't know he was supposed to do that. And technically he wasn't supposed to do what it was that I assumed he was supposed to do. But 
the expectation caused me to feel bad. And then in turn, he felt bad because he was like, well, should I have been a mind reader? Of course not. You know, we expect other people to do things for us. But how about God? We expect God to do a lot of things for us, I think. Or maybe I should say, I think. I expect God to protect me, my family. I expect God to provide work. I expect him to come through in hard situations. And the cool thing is that God's shoulders are big enough to handle this. This is not me putting expectations out there that are like some pipe dream. These are expectations that it's okay that God says, you can have these expectations of me because I will follow through. We don't have to worry that the expectations that we put on God are going to be too big or too lofty for him. Now, sometimes we can go above and beyond the normal and we can say, well, God, I expected you to make me a millionaire by the time I turned 35. Okay, well, maybe that wasn't God's plan for you. Maybe you're not going to be a millionaire. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be a millionaire. Would I like to? Of course. But if that's not in God's plan, I need to say, God, I want my expectations to match what it is you have for my life. Have you ever thought about what God's expectation of you would be? I mean, is it just the Ten Commandments? Is that what we're talking about? You know, you shouldn't kill. Okay, I can handle that one. Murder. I, I'm pretty clear there. Stealing. Not big on on uh, sticky fingers. So that's not a problem for me either. There's got to be more. And there is more. There's so much more about the expectations that God has for us. I would say a few of those if not all of those, can be found in the Bible. And one of the things that God talks about is loving him and loving others. Okay, that's his expectation. It's not a choice. It's not, you can choose who you want to like and who you want to love. You know, that just cherry pick the people that you enjoy hanging out with and you guys like the same music. That, that's not, not it. It says to love him and to love others. I think another expectation that God has for us is to accept his authority and his will. And most importantly, to accept Jesus as our Savior. This is, I would say, basic expectations for what God has for us. He expects us to be Christ-like. There is a scripture, and it's really funny. I had actually posted a scripture this morning on my Instagram which is at ChirpCastAmy, if you'd like to follow for extra little fun things. But I posted a scripture this morning, and I didn't even have this even idea about talking about expectations, not even a little bit. It's so funny how God will just bring scriptures back around and sort of be like, slap me in the face with them. This is important. So Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 is the same scripture the second half that I posted on my Instagram this morning, but it's also the scripture that God showed me while I was working out this whole expectation topic. So Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 says, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God planned and prepared in advance for us to do. In, I believe it's the NIV, it says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works. I think it's really funny that we get so twisted about 
the big question, what should I be doing? And when I was younger, this was like the biggest question, you know, God, what do you want me to do? What is my mission in life? How should I carry this mission out? I think sometimes we get so worried about what we're doing, we're forgetting about the attitude in which we are doing it. Uh, Rick Warren, actually, who says that much confusion in the Christian life comes from ignoring the simple truth that God is far more interested in building your character than he is anything else. We worry when God seems silent on specific issues such as, what career should I choose? Well, the truth is, there are many different careers that could be in God's will for your life. What God cares about most is that whatever you do, you do it in a Christ-like manner. God is so much more interested in building our character. When we face him in eternity, he's not going to say, how much money did you make and how much was in your 401k? He's going to want to know how our character portrayed him. Did we have a good attitude about what we were doing? Did we have a bad attitude about what we were doing? I will be completely honest and tell you, there are plenty of jobs that I have had where I have had a horrible attitude about it. I might have put on a smile and, you know, the whole song and dance while I was doing the job that I was doing. But when I would get home, I would complain, complain, complain about the people I worked with, about how much I made or how much I didn't make, about my hours, about all kinds of things. There's so many things we can find to complain about when it comes to what our job is. But the expectation that God has for me is to have a Christ-like attitude and how I'm portraying that, really. He sees my heart and he sees how I am treating others, how I am reacting, even internally. You know, we think sometimes, well, as long as I'm not acting like a jerk on the outside, that doesn't really matter. Well, actually, friends, it does matter because the Bible says that God doesn't look at the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. Taking that one from the story of David becoming king, God wasn't looking at the outward appearance of his brother. God said, I want a man after my heart. Well, God wants us to be Christians after his heart, for our hearts to break for the things that break his heart, for us to be compelled to love others outside of the norm, to be able to not question everything. There was um, a gentleman standing outside of a local store in the town where I live, and I had not seen him before. And I had just got groceries, so my car was pretty loaded up, and I was hot, <laughs> and it was time to go home, and I was driving out. And I happened to have some cash in my wallet, which is very rare. So if you're thinking about robbing me, you're probably not going to get much. Maybe a gift card to like Starbucks, something like that. And so I happened to have cash. And as I drove by, I saw the sign he was holding and it just said hungry on it. And I'm not going to go like take him to lunch because first of all, I don't know this man. Second of all, that would be really dumb of me. <laughs> so I drove by him. And as I kept driving, God spoke to me and said, turn around and give him the money that's in your wallet. And I was like, okay, I don't want to, but I will. So I got all the way to the light, went through the light, turned around, came back through the light again, and I started to pull up next to the curb where he was standing, but he was a little bit away from me. And 
I thought, okay, I'm not going to like get out and flag him down. If this guy doesn't make eye contact with me or something, then Lord, that's just the way it is. So I pulled up and it was almost like the second I started to pull over to the side of the road, he turned around because he wasn't even facing me. He turned around and he looked me right in the eyes and I kind of nodded my head for him to come over and I opened my wallet and rolled my window down a little bit and he came over to the passenger side and I had, I think, a one, a five, and a 20. (laughs) Again, very odd for me to have money in my wallet, but I knew the second I opened my wallet, God said, give him that 20. Okay. Did my heart want to give him that 20? Um, No, because I'm human and I'm incredibly selfish like everybody else on the planet. But I knew that God had said to do that. And so I was like, okay. So I pulled the 20 out and I had kind of folded it so he couldn't really see what it was. Um, But I reached through the window and I handed it to him and he he took it from the window and he said, thank you so much. Well, when he put it in his hand, he kind of flipped it over again, typical human nature to see how much I had given him. And he saw that it was a 20 and he looked up and his eyes got really big. And he said, thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. And he was so grateful. And I, I just said, God bless you and roll my window up and proceeded to go home and unload all my groceries. It had everything to do with that moment, maybe not me giving him the money. Maybe it had nothing to do with him. Maybe it was just God saying, I have this expectation of you to be obedient, and let's see if you're actually going to be obedient. So many times God has called us into obedience, and that's his expectation for us is to be obedient. It's not to throw a tantrum, guilty. It's not for us to complain, also guilty, but it's for us to say, God, I want to love you. I want to love others. I need to be able to accept your authority over my life and whatever that looks like. I need to be obedient to that. And I need to be Christ-like. There's a scripture, Ephesians 5, 1 through 2, and I just looked that one up this morning too. And I love it because this is literally one of those things where it's like God spelling it out loud and clear. Here's my expectation for you. It says, be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Those four words right in the beginning, that is exactly what God is asking us to be today. Be imitators of him because he loved us so much that he was willing to give his son that I need to be willing to be an imitator of him in that when he calls me to something, I need to be obedient to him. I hope that you're obedient. I hope that when God tugs at your heart and something is kind of bugging you instead of just brushing it off, I hope that you would take the time to explore that, to find out, God, what is it that you're actually trying to say to me? What is it that I need to do out of sheer obedience? today. I hope that you were encouraged today in knowing that God's expectations are not so high that we can't obtain them, but they're high enough that he wants to bring us closer to him. I hope you have a great day today. If you want more encouragement, like I said before, you can follow me at Chirpcast Amy on Instagram, or if you would like 
some daily encouragement that you can actually hold right in your hot little hands, you can purchase my brand new book, Chased by Grace, which can be purchased on Amazon for 12 bucks. And I'm so excited to tell you that I have a second book that's coming out hopefully next week. I will let you know as soon as it happens, but it's called Inconvenient Calling. And it talks a lot about the call that God had for my family stepping into ministry in a very different way when I was about 14. So have a wonderful day today and I will catch you next time.